Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Thunderdome Metal Reviews. As always, I'm the Dr. David Pizza. With me are my associates and co-conspirators, Ben, Tracy, and Gabe. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? No one will commit. That tells me something. Doing like a rotting carcass. <laughs> I'm doing fine on this wonderful June afternoon. Ranged like a art exhibit of surgical instruments. That's how I'm Yep, pretty much. Kind of like like cover. rotting carcass better than, than those. Just gonna put that out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> as you, prob- you, if you, you probably if you probably guess if you if you're playing this as a word game, which I'm sure some of you use Thunderdome for, we are reviewing carcasses. Was it 2013? Yeah, I think so. In 2013. That sounds right. 2013 album Surgical Steel. After an absence of my God, I mean, it was almost 20 years. It was like 18. Of nothing and then this happened and somehow completely randomly i put it on our schedule because i am making them have a blast in slow motion of carcass that they never asked for but they're receiving thereby you avoiding knew th- you knew we'd be willing recipients of it you'd be willing recipients and i knew it was a loophole that my lawyers found in terms of how you could get a blast to happen without actually discussing it you just call it random and then bam the spreadsheet accepts random more easily random so yeah, I hope you guys like this. We've done a fair amount of carcass now. We've done everything from hard work forward, I think. So looking at the discography, there are... I think it's just the early stuff, Smear like the first two. And, and choice cuts. What are those two? Say those again. Wake up and smell the carcass. I adore that album, but it is shit that didn't make it on Swan Song and B-Sides. I like it, and I don't know. We usually don't do albums like that, but that album, is, there's some... Okay. There's like a song in there about the Confederacy, among other things. Um, <laughs> so, about, which is... What about Choice Cuts as well? I think it's, that... I think that was, uh, like, a Greatest Hits thing. Okay, those are the only two it's listed between Swan Song and this album. Indeed. Yeah, neither of those was them in active duty. They were done. Um, and then after Surgical Steel, there's only one more. I mean, the one we did. So they don't they don't put albums out very often. Only three people are on this album, which is bananas. You know how I like. I mean, you know, Morbid Angel does this too. Like, there's only three of us, but it sounds like there's eight of us. There's just two guitars so, being tracked. Yeah. No bassist. Just hear some drums. Uh, do you need anything else, Tracy? While you're being cut apart, flayed <laughs> alive by the doctor. Probably I, not. No. Pro- probably not. While you're driving around on the conveyor pouch system. Um, yeah, I didn't know what this was going to sound like, though, because, you know, Swan Song was very different than, well, not very different, but rather different than hard work uh, that turned to death and roll. And like, what are they going to do? And this was in some ways, I think some Carcass fans would say it was a return to form because not everyone liked that turn. Um, but this album is just track after track of them hitting you with a metal mallet and forehead. Agreed. Not, not a lot of frills to this. I mean, it's, uh, it's not what it's here to do. So how was your anticipation? Did this live up to your own hype that you built in your head like when you found out this album was coming out versus when you first heard it i think it was close i missed the death and roll thing but that was not going to survive that was such an era thing and so at first i was like huh i don't know this but i mean ultimately it's so unrelentingly awesome i just accept the punishment and the playing is fucking amazing on here so you know i don't i i like well i mean they've turned back in some ways to how swan song sounded on the, the latest album to some degree they sort of oscillate between essentially what they were doing in the mid 90s and then this dismemberative view by thrash i wonder if it's just whichever guitarist is the main songwriter at the time i th- they 
this is so many years, man. Like they had kids and shit. I'm sure. Like who even knows? I think they decided they needed to come hard. Is what they decided, and not seem like you know punk bitches. So they didn't. So this is that album. They definitely came hard. That is one way to describe this album. This album is not like does not sound like geriatric dudes like in their twilight. It sounds like people about to dismember you. And this is their sixth full-length studio album. Uh, it was released on September 13th in 2013. Recorded in Chapel Studios in Derbyshire, England. Runtime of 47 minutes and six seconds on Nuclear Blast Records. Produced by Colin Richardson. The band at the time was Jeffrey Walker on bass and lead vocals. Bill Steer on guitars and backing vocals. And Daniel Wildring on drums. They did have a couple of additional musicians come in. Ken Owen and Chris Gardner to provide backing vocals. Sorry, we got a little tangential there before the introductions were made on the stats of the album. Yeah, we just, you said the word carcass, so it was like a starter pistol. I apologize. No, it's okay. I apologize for my non-compliance to ASTM F89912 standard. <laughs> so, Ben and Gabe, what were your thoughts on this album? How many of y'all heard this before? This is my first. I, yeah, I think just David. Okay, I, I listened to this before, but... I was, I was just curious about you guys. I was really excited to listen to this. Um, I'm always, always here for like the deathier sort of grindcore side of Carcass rather than the, the death and roll stuff. So uh, I found it super exciting. It has just a million zillion riffs that are amazing and I just never get tired of them. So um, I was really excited to listen to this. Uh, I'm a big fan of Carcass, and I'm a big fan of Thrash, and this is still, like, very death, but much thrashier than, like, the uh, death and roll stuff that they had been doing, so it was really kind of cool to see that and just see the the, the way the momentum builds. Um, this is something, you know, and we were just did Crowbar, and I really love that Crowbar album, but I think that, it, and they're at different points in their careers, um, so let me state that, but I thought that this did a better job of maintaining momentum through the album than that Crowbar album did. Now, I really liked the Crowbar album, but this, you know, you know, after coming off something, some sludge, it was nice to get a fresh injection and just be able to to ride out with some speed. It was very strange listening to the album straight through because these songs are on all my fucking playlists because of course they are. So I just hear them randomly all the time, but not in any sustained way. So it was even a treat for me because I haven't just like plowed through this album in a long time. I, you know how I feel about both the thrashiness of it and the deathiness of it, but also just the names of these fucking songs, y'all. And this is an evolution. Their first few couple albums, they literally just took medical dictionaries and went crazy. But I feel like this is a more disciplined, really brutal portrayal of the world that has in no way been shown to be false in the years since it was recorded. I feel <laughs> like it is absolutely ready for 2022. It's been shown to be more correct as time has gone on. Yes, this is the like, oh, I guess it's going this way. I guess cattle decapitation is happening rather than uh, Sugar Ray in terms of the trajectory from 1999. Definitely. Um, I have to say, this will be my first time listening to this album. It was a hell of a treat. And this thing rips your fucking face off from the minute go. And it doesn't let up until the end. This thing's badass pummeling assault on your senses. I enjoyed Swan Song, but I, I think I enjoy Carcass at their thrashier selves more. Well, I think Swan Song like might have higher highs in a sense. I think this mm-hmm. one's just a better overall album than Swan could, Song was. 
I could see that. I one of the reasons I like the new album so much and rated it the best album of all time of 2021 was precisely that it was both. It oscillated between the two like a weeble. Um, we'll see where they go from here. But I'm glad you all liked it. I was worried. I don't know. Why, I guess every carcass run has gone pretty well. The problem is I'm grading on a curve of 102, so it's difficult. Yeah, I was wondering when we did this, <laughs> I was talking to Ben before he started, like, is this going to be 105? Is it going to break that? 110. <laughs> is it going to break the curve even more? Is it going to create the own grading scale of carcass scale just for this particular band? I mean, if anyone deserves it, it's them. Is there anything else anybody want to add, or should we move on to tracks? I, I wanted to just point out, uh, it is interesting that they have such a lengthy song as a closer and I can't recall, not that I've listened to all of Carcass's records before, but I can't recall such a lengthy closer from them. I, I remember there being a couple of lengthier songs on the newest one, but I don't know yeah, it's if it's a closer or not. Yeah, the heart work and Swan Song were pretty brutally efficient. Indeed, Swan Song, they're almost pop song length, which I was okay with because Metallica was pissing me off at that point. <laughs> right. And this is so much grittier and more terrifying. I mean, this is, you know fear factory if it were forged in the midlands right so uh it looks like that long track on the new one is in the middle of the record so i just thought it was interesting that they ended with one this time and that i think it shows that um and like i said i don't know all their records i haven't listened to their earliest stuff but it shows that they can write different kinds of songs it's not just the same kind of song over and over again and um, they can actually tell a story. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, I went and looked at Swan Song and Heartbreak as well. And both of those albums don't actually have a longer than like five and some change song on them. It's just Indeed. the two new ones. But this one and the newest one have like that eight and a half, nine minute track on there. So that, that may be something they've decided to do post break. One sort of uh, band that you might, or one sort of record that you would draw comparison to in terms of like, the length and the type of compositions would be uh, Injustice for All, which I coincidentally was listening to today, where like some of those longer songs on there get kind of ponderous and like they don't really you know, go too far. I think that the closing track on this and um, that longer track, I forget what it's called, on the newest one, they like actually take you somewhere, which is nice. No, so maybe it's sort of like a, it's like a height of thrash like question. Like I like think I think maybe like Injustice for All like that was the the furthest they could go right there and this just takes it further I feel like they've certainly come a long way since embryonic necropsy devourment <laughs> on their 1989 <laughs> album Symphony of Sickness. Sorry, I'm looking back at the night song titles on those first two albums and they're cracking my shit up. Swarming vulgar mass of infected virulence. I mean, they were coming hard in 1989. That was like head like a hole and then reek of putrefaction. Those are your choices. And they left That's... the studio uninhabitable for 500 years. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> exactly. No, I just carcass are, I feel important to grungy, dirty, deathy things that rolled into our present time and became, and became our reality, essentially. So intensive battery brooding was not the final track on this album. There's a 12 not track originally. and a 16 track version. Not, not originally. Um, the, the closing track actually was uh, Mount of Execution. Spotify had intensive better brooding as the yeah that track is on. that is apparently according to Wikipedia it was the Digipack edition bonus track oh because so I it think came the, with a CD or whatever oh gotcha 
And then I have the 16 track version because I'm a dick with livestock marketplace and Zok rot. <laughs> so, cause more carcass is better. Then there was like an EP that was some of this plus some more people getting dismembered. So it was, they managed to, you know, they've sustained it a lot longer than most people. And I feel are way less annoying than some of the other bands that have existed since 1989. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Anybody else anything they want to add or should we move on to tracks? All right, I guess the tracks it is. David. Alice, Ala, all of them, obviously. Drinks in hand. Why would you not uh, worship every one of these tracks? <laughs> if you're a coward, perhaps. All, all amazing. I do want to give a shout out to the Master Butcher's Apron, Jesus Britain, and the Grandulating Dark Satanic Mill. I, you know, just I, I like them all. That's it. Sorry. I'm right there with David on that. Um, although I want to give a shout out to Mount of Execution as the closing track or one of the closing tracks, depending on which version you have. I am myself a liker of them all. Like everybody else, it seems like it's going to be. But I want to put some particular lift on the Masters Butcher Apron non-compliance to ATSM F899-12 standard on fit for human consumption. And if you haven't heard intensive battery brooding, check it out. I think it's a fantastic. I think it makes a better closure than Mount of Execution. I think non-compliance to ASTM F eight nine nine etc. is the name of your memoir, Tracy. Probably. <laughs> um, I kind of like them all too, and I would say my favorites are uh, a congealed cloud of blood, non-compliance etc. Unfit for human consumption and three sixteen L grade surgical steel. Those are really cool ones. All right, here we go. ATSM F899 in the 2020 edition is standard specification for wrought stainless steels for surgical instruments. I wonder what dash 12 is. Anyways, so let's literally talk about yeah. Great gentlemen. David, you want to tell us it breaks a 102 curse of carcass and makes it a 105 or 105. I can't find the grade for heart. Didn't we do uh, heart work? I thought we reviewed that together. It's in year two. Year two, you gave it an A plus 100. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> you gave Swanson <laughs> 102. And then let's just look at Torn Arteries so we can make sure you get your framework. You gave that at 95. I did. Uh, I'm going to give this a 97. I think it deserves an A plus two. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 97. That's a modest grade. That's like a uh, Cargus playing with a handicap, right? <laughs> Like a leg shot out. Anyway, like a, that's like a 17 year handicap. 17 year handicap. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a 97 because I'm trying to like keep it together here and just be modest with my carcass. But David, wouldn't you know for your modesty? We're gonna have another A for me. I'm gonna give it a 95. I mean, I really enjoyed the first startup for this week of our recording session. Double A. Okay. Um, I really like this album. I like it better than Torn Arteries, but not as well as hard work or um, swan song. So I'm going to give it an A minus. And I think I'm going to give this an A. I do like it. Uh, I think I do like it slightly better than um, Torn Arteries. That gives us an average of 95. Would you buy this album, gentlemen? I'm assuming with raids, it's just flat across. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. 100%. I bought it once and I'd buy it again. Like I bought this for realsies because it was 2013. Listen to it nonstop at the Ohio Valley History Conference in 2013. Like, that's, you know. A pleasant experience to remember. It, I mean, for me, it was. 
just walking in some weird golf course adjacent to the conference hotel. It happens. You know, he's bowling green. As you feel. <laughs> what is happening next? Herr Tracy. Next, we're looking at Ben's favorite band of all time in their 2011 release, The Hunter by Mastodon. <laughs> I wish I could see Ben's face. This is a time I regret. <laughs> oh, I know. I feel like Ben's face matches his picture he currently has there. That's just, that actually is a video. Yeah. <laughs> burned into your retinas from like this album was burned into mine. So. <laughs> Turn in next week or next time here on Thunderdome. Find out how much Ben really did not enjoy this album. <laughs> <laughs> 